Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Classic streams. It's early Monday morning, not yet 7 o'clock, as Perry Mason sleepily stretches his arm out to answer the phone beside his bed. Hello? This is Paul, Perry. Oh, speak louder, will you? I can't hear you. This is Paul, Perry. Paul? Well? Now the lawyer is instantly awake as he hears the voice of private operative Paul Drake. And as Drake finishes his report... So, it all goes back to Minnesota with a detour. Mm. You're sure about this now, Paul? Positive. Okay, I'll play it using your information. You know, I can get myself in a jam if you're wrong. But I'll go right ahead. So, you might as well hang up, Paul. I have plenty to do. And don't ask me what, because I'm not going to tell you. Hang on to your hat. Hat? I'm in bed. Well, then hang on to your pin curlers. Now, look, the deal is on. Oh? Paul just got confirmation. Are you awake? Yes, I'm wide awake. Oh, Perry. Now, look, I have things to do, finishing touches. So, can you understand what I'm saying perfectly? Perfectly. Have May brought into court 15 minutes early. Yeah. Telephone Bill, tell him to stay out of court this morning. He'll be in the way when things start popping. You want to see him afterwards? Yes, of course I do. Tell him to meet us in Judge Kelly's chambers. Kelly is out of town. Now, you can tell Bill where that is now. Have you got everything straight? Yes. Good. I'll see you in court. Fifteen minutes early. Yes, Monday is a busy morning. And not only for Perry Mason. Prosecutor Apt has been busy, too. You see, this is Mr. Apt's big day. Today he plans to hand Mason a smashing defeat, clinch his case against May Grant, and earn fame, glory, and distinction for himself. And so, Mr. Apt took special care with his appearance this morning. He shaved a little more closely, combed his hair just a bit more smoothly. Now, at exactly 15 minutes before court is scheduled to convene, Mr. Apt strides confidently towards the courtroom. But as Mr. Apt reaches the courtroom, as he smiles in his democratic way at the attendant and goes inside... Good morning, Joseph. Mr. Apt gets something of a surprise. Mr. Apt is surprised to see Perry Mason and Mason's secretary and the defendant in what is apparently a most serious and important consultation. Now, as Mr. Apt edges up to the defense table... But, Mr. Mason, I don't... Oh, well, this looks like an important early morning conference. Hmm? Oh, Mr. Apt. Good morning, yes, it's most important. Oh, really? Mrs. Grant has just made a revelation to me that... Frankly, I am astounded. Well, what... Uh, uh, it's a new development. Uh, quiet, uh, Ella, please. Oh. This, this, after all, is the opposition. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Mason. I almost spilled the beans, didn't I? Yes. Ah, something 
something does seem to have happened. Yes, well, I can tell you, it'll change the whole complexion of it. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Rapp, I have Oh, a... don't, uh, don't hurry away. Mm, what? Why? Uh, would you step over here a minute? Yeah, just for a minute. Well, uh, uh, make it brief now. I tell you, this thing has really upset me. Well? Mason, well, this wouldn't be the first move of a change of strategy. Hmm? It's a little late to change your plea. Oh. Everyone, Judge Selby and the jury, can read the handwriting on the wall. Oh, yes, yes, the handwriting. The conviction is in my pocket. Everyone knows it. See? Including you. So... So don't rob you of your glory by throwing Mrs. Grant on the mercy of the court. Is that what you want to say? Not at all. I'm, I'm warning you. That woman won't escape one iota of her just punishment. Your motive for changing her plea at the last desperate moment would be only too plain. Mm. And if not, you'd make it plain that I was bidding for sympathy. It would be my duty. Mm-hmm. Well, you can stop worrying about that. Hmm? Why should I plead her guilty? She isn't. Oh, we're going to keep on fighting. Of course. And with this new development... Ah, yes, yes, the new development. Well, you keep fighting, Mr. Mason. Yes, sir, I hope you do. Mm. Good morning. What did you say to him, Perry? He looked happy. Mr. Rapp was afraid I was going to change May's plea. Oh, well, then he's not worried about the new development. Oh, he's so confident... Excuse me, Mr. Mason, but what are you and Della talking about? What have I told you? You haven't told us anything yet. But you will, before long. I don't understand. And you don't have to. By the way, something for you to do. Hmm? Here, this check. Here's a check for you to sign. On our joint account. Bill's already signed it. Yes. For $1,000. All you do is countersign it, May. But... Here's my pen. All right, Mr. Mason. Oh, and date it also. Oh, what is the date? Dated a month ago. What? Yes, make it the 17th of February. All right, if you say so. February 17th. Hmm? Now, while I block this... Can you tell me the news now, Mr. Mason? Oh, you were going to tell me in a moment. But there's something else. Um, have you that little photograph of Dory with you? Well, yes, in, in my purse. I always carry it. Would you get it out, please? It's right here. What's the matter? It's underneath my sewing. Uh, I'm finishing some baby doll clothes for Daria. Here it is. No, no, no. Don't hand it to me. Can you take it out of the frame? Well, I guess I can. All right. Take it out of the frame. Bella? I'm standing in front of her, Barry. Keep your eye on Apt. Warn us if he starts over here. Here you are, Mr. Mason. Now, keep it down. Don't let anyone see what you're doing. Oh? But why? You will understand in a little while. Now, I want you to write something on the back of that photo. Are you ready? Yes, if you want me to. I don't know what this is all about, but I've still got your pen. No, no, don't use mine. Use yours for this. All right, Mr. Mason. Stella, is Amp watching us? No, no, he's talking to a reporter. Good. Now, right on the back of Dory's picture, this single sentence. This seems like the only way out. And sign it in full. This seems like the only way out. Well, that sounds like a farewell note. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. All right. It's all right if your hand shakes a little while you write it. Go on, May, finish it. All right. The only way out. Mrs. William Grant. Dorothy May. Grant. Here's an envelope now, May. You put it in and seal it up. 
All right, now, give it to me. You're taking my picture. Yes, but for a very good reason. Does Bill know what's going on, Mr. Mason? No, May. I wish I could see Bill. Well, perhaps you will after... After what? First the picture, please. Oh, here. Now, can you tell me? Yes. May, do you know where we stand? Yes. Mr. Abt is so certain of convicting you, May, that he doesn't want Perry to cop a plea. That's a vernacular for changing your plea to guilty and hoping for mercy. But by the time Apt gets through leading Kitty through her testimony... I won't get any mercy. But uh, what's all that got to do? Things have been happening, May. Terry has been making them happen. What things? You see, I expected to prove you innocent in court. Yes, until Kitty's alibi stood up. Mr. Gadrady's. Yes. Now, of course, in time, I will prove Gadrady's a liar. In time, I'll expose the real murderer of Marcel Blanc. But I need time. So we have to go the long way round. Oh, what? Well, we thought we could find out who framed you after we proved you were innocent. Oh. But the frame is too good. We can't break it here in court. So, as we said, things have been happening. And you, you, you can find out who framed me? In time. But if it'll take time... It will. Well, Mr. Mason, there isn't much time. So... So we're going to stop the trial. Well, how? You, you asked Judge Selby for a recess and he refused. Since the court won't give Perry time to complete his defense. We'll have to take it. What? Through the new development? Mm-hmm. What is this new development? Well, you are to tell me, remember? Oh, what, what am I to tell you? Uh, about your baby, May. Baby? You mean Dory? Oh, no, 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 no. The baby you're going to have. I? I? I'm going to have a baby? Well, now she's told us, hasn't she? Yes, yeah, Steve. What are you talking about? Mr. Mason! That's what you just told me, that you're going to have a baby. Congratulations, May. You make me very happy. What in the world is Perry Mason talking about? One thing you can be sure. It's quite likely that Mr. Frederick Apt's smoothly combed hair would stand straight up if he had any idea of what's just been said at the defense table. Yes, as you can guess, Mr. Apt is in for a rude shock. So by all means, join us tomorrow, won't you? It's almost ten in the morning, a few moments before the trial of State versus May Grant for the murder of Marcel Blanc is scheduled to resume. Prosecutor Frederick Apt is already gloating over his victory, already framing his modest yet triumphant victory statement for the press. Mr. Apt is pointedly ignoring the defense table right now, so Mr. Apt didn't notice a moment ago when the defendant registered sudden shock. Mr. Apt still pays no attention as, at the defense table, Della Street leans close to May and... Close your mouth, May. But, but... And get over your bewilderment in a hurry. There isn't that much time. But, Mr. Mason, when you tell me I'm going to have a baby... Well, you told us. But, Della... We've got to have a recess, May, and if they think you're going to have oh. a baby... Do we have to do it that way? Yes. But when they find out it isn't May, true... May, May, 
A lot has been happening that you don't know about. Yes. And this is only the first step. Oh? Della will explain it to you. There isn't time for me to do it. The court's about to convene. But there's no other way, Mr. Mason. Well, this is the best way, May. Are you just going to announce my... Oh, no. Oh, we aren't ever going to come right out and say it. Well, then how... Stop asking questions and Della will tell you how. All right. All right. Scared. Why, naturally she's scared. At a time like this, it's only natural, Bella. Stand up. May, here, let me have your arm. I'm all right. Oh, no, you're not. And don't you forget it. Oh, all right. Help me, please, mm. Bella. Now, you have the idea. Now, about those baby clothes you were sewing for Dory? Yes. Get them out. Start sewing. Doll clothes? The baby clothes. Oh. All right, Mr. F. Uh, just a moment, Your Honor. Look at me. My hands are shaking. Don't be so frightened, May. It isn't just that I'm scared for me. Hmm? It's the chance you're taking, Mr. Mason. Uh, May, look, I'm the defense lawyer. If I have to stick my neck out to defend you, I'll take care of myself. Here's a needle, May. I threaded it for you. Take it under the table. Dollar. Yes, Chief. We're ready now, Your Honor. You watch with a high sign. Right, I will. I recall Miss Catherine DiCarlo to the witness stand. I'm going to listen to Mr. Afton, his witness, now. Uh, try to look up set, May. If I were any more upset, I'd tear this baby doll jacket. Baby jacket. That's what I meant. Baby jacket. Baby jacket. Are you perfectly comfortable, Mr. Carlo? Yes, Mr. Ash. Your cough is better. Uh, yes, sir. Good. Uh, Your Honor. Yes? Before Mr. Carlo starts her testimony, I'd like to recall something to the jury. Well, make it brief. Yes, sir, I will. Ladies and gentlemen... Our purpose here is to expose the truth. And that is our duty. The truth must be exposed so that a killer can be punished. And we find the truth by an examination of physical evidence. And in this case, by the even more important testimonial evidence. Evidence of true facts given us by witnesses who can give us those facts. Now, one witness, Mr. Carlo, wife of the deceased, tried to give you certain most important facts. But when Mr. Carlo tried to tell the truth, the defense, desperate, cast suspicion upon him. Now, we have proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that those charges were false. The defense stipulated that Mr. Carlo's testimony was to be given full weight if she was cleared of suspicion. And she was so cleared. Valeria Cadretes located Mr. Carlo four miles, four miles from the scene at the moment of the murder. Therefore, her testimony is to be given full weight. And now we will learn the truth. Mr. Carlo. Yes, sir. It has been established that the defendant had certain reasons for killing your husband. Objection, Your Honor. Those motives were never established, in fact. Objection sustained. <sighs> then let us say there was a strong possibility of such motives. The defendant feared she would not share in her daughter's estate. And she feared she'd lose the man she loved, your husband. Yes, sir. But those were long-standing, constant motives. Something must have happened to bring matters to a head, make the need for murder acute. Something did happen. Uh, you may tell us, Mr. Carl. It happened the day my husband was killed. Oh. Marcel, my husband and I have been getting more worried all the time. Worried? About the way Mrs. Grant, the defendant, was acting. The morning he was killed, he told me he was going to send her away. Oh, now, just a moment. Why had you tolerated her presence at all? Because of my daughter. 
Mrs. Grant had wormed her way into Dari's affections. It's very easy to fool a kid. Objection, Your Honor. Sustain. Strike that part of her answer after the word affection. And uh, something happened later that day? Yes, sir. My husband had an appointment with the juvenile bureau. He wanted to adopt Dari. So he had to go out. He didn't want to leave me alone with her, but... Could have made some arrangements for your protection? Well, there was a little gun. The same gun he was killed with. In the desk drawer, and he said if, if she caused trouble, I could protect myself. So so he went out? Yes. I, I wasn't really scared. Not then. We didn't understand how dangerous she was. And after my husband left, I heard a noise at the back bedroom door, and Mrs. Grant came into the room. She just walked in? Yes. I, I noticed she looked queer, but I didn't say anything to her. But did she speak? Not then. But I watched her. She marched straight across that room to the desk where Marcel put his gun. But did he usually keep the gun there? Oh, no, sir. He, he, he had just put it in the drawer. Well, Mrs. Grant was not in the room when he placed it there? No, sir. Well, then she must have listened through the door. Objection! Answer calls for assumption on the part of witness. Sustained. Then uh, let me ask you this, Mr. Carlo. Would it have been possible for Mrs. Grant to eavesdrop at the door? Oh, yes. The doors were thin, and anyhow, we talked in normal voices. We thought she was up on the roof playing with dark. I see. So, what happened? Well, she walked over to the desk, and when she got there, she turned and looked at me. And you were across the room? Yes, sir. And then she slid open that drawer and looked inside. And then she looked back at me, and she smiled at me, a a terrible smile. Oh? I didn't say anything. By then, I was so scared, really scared. She didn't say anything either. She just grinned at me. And then she reached in the drawer and picked up the gun. I was too far away from her to stop her. Well, did she point the gun at you? Not at first. She just looked at me, still smiling, that awful smile, and then kind of dangling the gun in her hand like she, she was thinking. And then she spoke. And what did she say? She said, wouldn't it be a shame, Kitty? Right? Th- those were her words? Oh, I'll never forget them. Never. Wouldn't it be a shame, she said. And I said, What? And she said, wouldn't it be too bad if you came over to look at this pretty little gun and you dropped it and it fired and it killed you? What? She she said that? And she kept on talking. Wouldn't it be too bad? And by then she wasn't smiling. She looked crazy. And I said, put down that gun. But she said, if that happened, Kitty, if you were killed by accident, Marcel would grieve for you. But he turned to someone else. Someone who really loves him. Someone who really deserves it. Well, go on, go on. Then she said, come over here by the desk, Kitty. Come stand behind the desk, Kitty. And she was staring at me over her eyes. They were terrible. Come on, come on, Kitty, or I'll let you have it and drag you over here. Well, but then I... I, I guess my husband saved my life. Well, he came back? Yes, he'd forgotten something and came back. He could hear our voices, so he sneaked up behind her and grabbed the gun. Ah. And that was when he told her she'd have to go. Well, she made all kinds of excuses. She said she was only kidding, you know. Yeah, I... was she jesting? I read death in her eyes, Mr. Apt. Marcel said she could stay until Dari went to sleep. Uh, he kept the gun, of course. Oh, sure, he put it in his shoulder pocket. Uh, Mrs. Grant saw him put it there? Uh-huh. This is it, Perry? Yes. May knows what to do. Oh, absolutely. Let her go as soon as I get back to the witness stand. Right. And uh, now, 
As to as to what happened that night. Well, I knew it wasn't going to be anything pretty. She'd do anything to get what she wanted, say anything now, to uh, try. Just to... a minute, Mr. Carlo. Oh, I don't Oh! Oh! May! Uh, what's wrong? Oh. What's happening at the defense table? Miss Street. Oh, Judge Selby. Yes, Miss Street. It's the most terrible thing. Or at any rate, I think it's terrible. Or, or maybe it isn't. I, I, well, Mr. Mason, would you come and help me with Mrs. Grant? Besides, there's... Well, I, I do think there's something that the court should know. Well, Kitty DeCarlo's lying testimony has forced Perry Mason into a daring and desperate plan of action that will mean much-needed delay if successful. But certain conviction for his client as well as possible disbarment and ruin for himself if a single step fails. By all means, join us tomorrow. It's just before the close of our last episode. When following Perry Mason's instructions, we heard... Oh! Oh! Well, what's wrong? Oh. What's happening at the defense table, Miss Street? Oh! Miss Street! Oh, Judge Selby, yes. the most terrible thing, or at any rate, I think it's terrible. Well, maybe it isn't. Uh, Mr. Mason, would you come and help me with Mrs. Grant? Besides, there's, there, there's something I think the court should know. Well, what is it, Miss Street? I'll uh, help you, Bella. Oh, thank you, Mr. Mason. How are we doing, Perry? Oh, so fine. Can you groan a little louder, May? Like this? Oh! Now we're really getting somewhere. Well, does she need a doctor? Oh, no, 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 please. No, no doctor. Well, what's wrong, Mr. Mason? Oh, I'll explain oh. in just a moment, sir. Uh, there, now, Mrs. Grant, now, just sit down and relax. I'll get her some water, Perry. Yes, do that, Governor. Oh, please. Don't pay any attention to me. No, Please don't no. pay any attention to me. No, Mrs. Grant. No, I, just I didn't it. mean to, but... Everything just started to spin, and... Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, nothing to be embarrassed at, Mrs. Grant. Nothing at all. Uh, you're, you're feeling better now, Mrs. Grant? Oh, yes, Mr. Ratt. D- d- don't pay any attention to me, please. Here's your water, Mrs. Grant. Oh, thank you. Oh, I wish you wouldn't all pay attention to me. I wish you'd just leave me alone. Now, where did I... What are you looking where... for, Mrs. Grant? Oh, if I dropped the... Drop what? I... I don't see it. Oh, would you please move your foot, Mr. Abt? Eh? Would you please move your foot? You're stepping on... Yeah, the... stepping on what? Oh, no. Oh. What's the matter, Abt? What are you standing on? Oh, I, I don't believe here, it. Here, here, bring those back. Your Honor, Your Honor, look here. Bravo, May. Are you all right? Mm, you couldn't have done better. He swallowed it. Hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. Now, you just look weak and wan and pale. I'll go take the next step. Have fun, Perry. Uh, just a moment, Mr. Ash. Yes, but Your Honor... I'm asking you to be quiet for a minute while I clear the courtroom. Bailiff. Yes, Your Honor? Bailiff, will you clear the courtroom and take the jury out, too? Yes, Your Honor. Spectators will please leave the courtroom. Never in all my life have I... Well, never. Uh, Mr. Rapp. Huh? My client would like you to return what you took from her. Huh? Oh, no, don't pretend innocent. What's he talking about, Mr. Rapp? What did you take from his client? Uh, these, these, Your Honor. What? Oh, good heavens. Good heavens. Your Honor. How is the poor lady, Mr. Ma- Mr. Mason? Well, she, she's getting along, Your Honor. Of course, you understand that in her condition... Uh, how is Mrs. Grant, Bella? She isn't a bit better. And all this excitement isn't doing her any good. I think she should have a doctor. Oh, no, please, Bella, no doctor. Well, we'll most no. certainly get her one. If Your we... Honor, may I say something? Not now. Not at this moment. Certainly not. Can you come here, my dear? 
I think so, Your Honor. We'll, we'll talk after we see how the poor lady is. Uh, Are you all right, Mrs. Grant? Well, I'm still a little dizzy. Hmm. I'm tired. Terribly tired. You just lean on the table, May. And embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. There's nothing in the world to be embarrassed about. I told you that before. I suppose we should recess. Your until... Honor, don't you see that that's what they're after? Oh, you wouldn't keep this poor woman sitting for the rest of the day, would you, Mr. Rapp? No, not for the rest of the day. No. Wait, if I... you please, gentlemen, wait. Oh. Mrs. Grant. Yes, sir. Don't you think it would be best if you were returned to your cell for a while? Whatever you say, Your Honor. Your Honor. Unless, of course, you feel you'd rather be taken to a hospital. Well, uh, can't that be decided later, Your Honor? Uh, as long as there's no immediate emergency. Or... Well, I'm sure there's no immediate emergency, sir. I, I'm sure I'd be all right if I could just have a little rest. Well, that settles it. Bailiff. Uh, yes, sir? Get the matron and have Mrs. Grant return to her cell. Your Honor. Mr. Rapp. Surely you don't object to that. Huh? Well, of course he doesn't. No humane person could object. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, no, no, then, of course I don't. Do you feel like walking, Mrs. Grant? Oh, yes, thank you. All I need is a little rest. And that's what you're going to get. Matron's ready for her now, Judge Selby. Very well. Don't worry, Mrs. Grant, everything's going to be all right. <clears throat> all right, gentlemen, we'll meet at ten in the morning, at which time we'll decide what's to be done. Yes, sir. All right, all... Oh. Court's dismissed. Yes, sir. Bailiff. Court dismissed. Bailiff. Yes, sir? Get me an aspirin, will you? Yes, sir. Poor Judge Selby. Mm. And poor Mrs. Grant. I do... Oh, Mr. Abt. Yeah. Aren't you feeling well either? Uh, I have a slight headache. Oh. Oh, that's too bad. Yes, yes, isn't it? However, I want to congratulate you. That was very smoothly handled, Mason. Even though a little too spectacular for my taste. What? Hmm? This means of gaining a brief recess. A brief recess? And, Mr. Aft, if this is true, why, it would be almost a year before capital punishment could be imposed. Yes. And if it's true, well, you know, the public forgets the animosity built up against Mrs. Grant would be largely uh, dissipated, forgotten in so long a time. And even before a year has passed, I mean, after the, well, the chances for an appeal or even clemency would be excellent. Don't you think so, Mr. Ant? If it's true, I mean. Yes. Yes, I suppose. Well, excuse me, miss. Hmm. Well, I don't like that. He's not worried enough, Della. He's so worried he's sick. Well, then he's in shock. Because he hasn't started to question whether or not it's true. And he's got to do that. Everything depends on his being so suspicious that he... Ah. Well, maybe that will help him. Hmm? Oh. You mean Kitty? Yes, waiting for him. Yes, he's going to meet her, all right. Well, maybe she'll snap him out of it. Uh, you stay here, Della. Give them plenty of time to get ahead of us. Way ahead of us. Mr. Apt. Mr. Apt. Oh, uh, Mr. Carr. I waited for you. Uh, that was kind of you, but after what's happened... Oh, poor Mr. Abbott. Let's get someplace where we can talk. Very little to talk about. Uh, you think so? Come on. 
Ed, you don't understand, Mr. Carlos. No. No, you didn't hear. I didn't the... hear what happened after the judge sent everybody out. But I can guess. <sighs> That's why I waited to see you. Yeah. Look, isn't this the office you use? Yes. Let's go inside. Well, but... I've it... got something to tell you. Oh, very well. I tell you, it's useless, Mr. Carlo. This development Let's is... just get inside first, please. Mr. Apt, what they said in there isn't true. I know. You're suspicious, so am I. But even Mason wouldn't dare perpetrate such a hoax. If it gained him a long enough recess. Oh, even so, eventually the truth would be known. Eventually, but a lot of things could happen. I know, I know. Mason's tricky, given enough time. There are ways of proving it isn't true, Mr. Apt. What? You know. Uh, but that that would mean removing into a hospital. Well, oh, I, well, I can't take the chance. But it should be true, even even if there's the slightest chance of its being true. Mason would scream persecution. But you public tr- opinion is extremely delicate on that point, Mr. Carlo. I know. So I couldn't possibly afford to risk it. But you could do it. You'd be within your rights. Mm, well, if I insisted on the examinations, yes. And right away. Yes, I could treat it as an emergency. Ever moved in an ambulance under the care of a doctor. Then what... what oh, but I, I daren't take that risk, my dear. Mr. Abt, what if you could have her taken to the hospital without any risk? What? May Grant was in that nursing home in Minnesota at the same time I was there, Mr. Abt. Yes, I know. Her baby died. That's where she stole Dari. Which has very little to do with what we're talking about now. That's where you're wrong, Mr. Abt. Mr. Apt, what if I told you I know it isn't true? Eh? What if I told you it couldn't possibly be true? Could you tell me that? Yes. Well, well. Well, sit down, Mr. Carlo. By all means, sit down. Here, let me take your coat. Well, we know Perry Mason wants Prosecutor Apt to be suspicious. For suspicion on Apt's part is necessary to the success of Mason's plan. And for the reason as to just why the information Kitty is giving Apt is vital to Mason's plan, be sure to join us tomorrow. Classic Streams. This concludes another episode of Classic Streams. Thank you for listening. Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired. Classic Streams